0: Hey everybody welcome back to another edition of Rapid Recap here at Inside Nebraska. With me as always is Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter and uh, today we're coming to you from Memorial Stadium ahead of Wisconsin for uh, Monday's Matt Rule game week press conference. We got the Nebraska legends of old uh, here behind us and that was something that Matt Rule sort of touched on his past history of Nebraska (laughs) with uh, in regards to coaching moves and coaching changes and people wanted the fans clamoring for uh, a firing or a a change of some sort Uh, when Matt Rule talked a long time today about uh, Marcus Satterfield and his stance on the Nebraska staff.
1: I feel like he was waiting for that question to be asked um, and anticipating that one because he flat out point blank said how has that worked out around here yeah. in the past um, which was a direct shot um, at basically everyone which is also true at the same time. He also noted and I think correctly and something that I've said quite often is I've been determined or deemed like the resident Satterfield defender and apologist is that it is year one. We have to remind people of that with a ton of injuries. An inexperienced quarterback, and then, well, in this past game, having to play three quarterbacks. Now, there are some things that you can parse through. I do think play play calling has not been the best at times, um, and we can continue to debate about that last drive. Also, um, they did pick the original quarterback in Jeff Sims, right, and anointed him a future NFL guy. So there are some things, but at the same time, I think the big glowing headline maybe from today is is that Matt Rule definitely said that there will not be a change in offensive coordinator after this season. Um, I actually think he said it. He either said it was ludicrous or crazy. He said he ridiculous. Used, ridiculous. There you go. He used a good adjective, a strong adjective. Um, Um, to say that that is not happening i think that and i think it would go against what he's been talking about and preaching you know the preacher's son um all season long about you know incremental progress day by day we're going to build this um foundation solidly all of those different coach speak things that he says he does believe them and to blow out satterfield right away would be kind of opposite of that
0: yeah i mean that was the i think one of my main takeaways from his his talk about sat was um like it just doesn't make sense to do that after one year when you're trying to build something, try to build With something up to that. With all the things that are happening, like yeah. you
1: do have to add the context, right? Sorry, jumping at No, no, I want me, you to go. You have to add the context to that because it is not just in a vacuum. You know, people continuously make kind of that comparison because it's Iowa and they're close between, oh, Nebraska's, oh man, they got an, an Iowa offense. That offense has been there like 30 years, right? <laughs> like Nebraska's has been here one. So it's not an apples to apples comparison. It have been like 10 plus seasons of this under Satterfield. If this was second uh, year or even, if, or even if this is the second year because I do think that we're going to have to see like market improvement next year I think we're going to see new quarterbacks I've said this for the last couple of rapid recaps that I, I think that part of the reason why there are no answers at quarterback is because those answers don't exist on the current roster um, and I think that we that's a real conversation we're going to have to continue to have but there's just a lot inside of that to then go ahead and go immediately to replacing the offensive coordinator um, after one year
0: yeah I mean there's there's a lot of things that you can get wrong in the first year of a rebuild and I think not I think it's it's been pretty clear for a while now that they made the wrong decision at the one thing you can't get wrong that's (laughs) transfer quarterback where it's not going to destroy your rebuild or anything like that Mm -hmm. like it can at times but it's going to at least set that rebuild back and which is a point I've made about Heinrich Harburg and the fact that he came along and did what he did to give Nebraska's offense just enough to win games, like he sort of saved the year one right. under, under Rule, now he's not getting it done. But uh, the reason for bringing that up is they, they, wouldn't, they won't admit it publicly, of course, but I think internally they probably know we got, the, we got the transfer quarterback wrong. I think that's the one thing with the Satterfield and Rule combination where you can be most critical or mm-hmm. most frustrated with is they handpicked Jeff Sims, mm-hmm. they went and got him, uh, and then the fallout has happened ever since then. Yeah. But the criticism with Satterfield, I I agree. I think he's made some questionable, either poor or questionable at best, decisions <laughs> right. on play calling and decisions. I mean, you go back to the Minnesota game yep. with they run the ball down Minnesota's throat all the way uh, on what, 75, 80 yard drive, I think it was, over like 15, 16 plays. Mm. And uh, the very next drive, after you go up 10-3, got in the fourth quarter, three straight three pass six, calls. Yep. And then, you fast forward to Maryland, which was they were both very, very, very eerily similar yeah. losses—13 to 10, interception to give them the ball back, and then they go down and uh, kick a game-winning field goal as time expires. Um, but the comparison from then to to now, Satterfield's uh, decision there with um, the third, third and goal, first and goal, and third and goal play calls, I, I. would Disagree with the decision I understand we were yeah. just talking about this. I completely understand the reasoning for the decisions, but if you 're trying to win and you 're one if you're still you 're trying to win now, yes, but you 're trying to build for the future, but you 're still trying to win now yeah. and i don 't think those were the best, even in real time, not just hindsight in real in real time i 'm saying like why are you throwing it there right. but to my point to your point because you said that you pointed this out in our saturday rapid recap after maryland is they're making those calls because they're trying to build something for the future i mean a winning team established program third and seven from the uh third and goal from the seven Mm in that in that situation almost certainly throws the ball yeah (laughs) yeah i I just wanted i kind of wanted to set you up to let you tee off because you were sort of the first one to make that point Look toward the future of what. Yeah,
1: because I think that that's a if if you were to close your eyes and picture that same scenario like three years from now, it would be a touchdown probably, right? <laughs> like because then the guys run the correct routes, the quarterback makes the throw on the money, makes the proper read, um, the guy comes open in the corner on the flag route right after the two unders, as Matt Rule kind of eloquently laid out the play call at today's press conference um, today, like and then he makes that throw over the top and it's a touchdown. But what the problem is, is that we are not three years from now, right? Mm-hmm. And that, like to your point also, is that you have to make those, you have to make decisions right now if you're Satterfield to win now based on how your team is playing. And like I also made the point out Saturday, and I think it's, it's a legitimate one, you're in a situation now where the offense is not normal you have to call things that will work for your team right now in a normal situation three years from now with that offense that's the perfect play call right now it's just not like so I understand football wise and coaching wise how he got there the same way with the the past plays against Minnesota like when you know people complain that you know Emmett Johnson gets a couple of carries and he has good runs and they throw a play action well because in a normal situation that's what you would do right and in a normal situation as we've seen though that comes open and either the guy drops it or it just gets airmailed like you wouldn't see that a couple of years from now but they've got to work through those kinks so, yeah at least you hope not if it is we're having a totally different conversation um but you just have to work through those kinks and i think that that's kind of where they are in the process right now it's not really an excuse but it is something that i think that satterfield has to work through in his game day play calling
0: it, it, you're, as you're talking i'm kind of uh harking back to this whole year of this this non-fluid offense like the, if you <laughs> yeah. look at the, the drive charts and stuff <laughs> yeah. and like all here especially the first half of the year, it's like, what is Nebraska's offensive identity? Because we thought we knew it coming into the year, but then you look at some of the decisions being made, it's like, feels herky-jerky and not mm-hmm. consistent. Um, but I, I'm wondering now if the things you're talking about, like you're calling offense to win, um, I mean, first off, like the context with all the injuries. Yeah. And <laughs> um, and things of those sort. but you're calling a game to win now, but also calling games to like, develop them and for the future build them into uh, like Big Ten contenders down the line like I, I wonder if that's if that's what we're seeing with the Incontinuity continuity of the play. Calling. Some
1: some of that probably, if you think about the, the receivers in particular, so Malachi Coleman, who was involved in that interception play. When you think about stuff going on with Emmett Johnson kind of in the backfield, even though he's played well, um, you got to build more of the future with him. But I think it's just, a, it's tough, man. <laughs> like It's a weird thing because the, the, I think the most frustrating thing, and I hear you fans, I, the, I feel the comments building, um, <laughs> is that these are games that Nebraska could have won right now <laughs> to then get them bowl eligible. And now, as we kind of spin it forward, as we've talked I don't know for how many minutes now, maybe 10, um, before we even mentioned the word Wisconsin. Right. That same thing they happened did. this morning. We did it again. It happened in the Matt Rule press conference. I think it was 30 something minutes that we- I'm pretty sure it was the that second to conference. last question yeah. where someone finally asked, just, hey,
0: by the way, what do you think about
1: Wisconsin? Not only was it the second to last question, like Keith Mann, the great SID, was actually saying final question, like, or is that it? Like he was actually trying to wrap people, right. wrap us all up uh, before we actually got any Wisconsin questions. But as you kind of spin forward to that, now the has to go on the road in prime time in as Matt Rule now knows. Um, um, if you watch Big the press 10 conference, Saturday you, night, understand, you understand label. that joke. Um, in a place that you can they watch that on not, the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. You can watch that right here. But Nebraska has not won against Wisconsin since joining the Big 10. So they either have to do that or they have to beat Iowa next week at home, which they've done one time since joining the Big 10 to be able to get bowl eligible. So that's why people are so mad about them kind of throwing away a game against Maryland at home that they probably should have won.
0: Well, especially because, I mean, Matt Rule and the coaching staff, they've talked about the importance of those, not just the bowl game and what that would mean. Mm -hmm. um, They haven't talked about, I don't think as much the bowl game itself, what that would mean but he's mentioned in the past, like we've said, like he has said almost as a statement of fact, yeah, like when we get to a bowl game, then we'll have team captains like for yeah. that month. And um, he's had uh, subtle moments of mention, throwing it in here and there, but he's he's straight up mentioned the 15 bowl yeah, practices and how important they are. So it's like, and those are huge. Yeah. I mean, for building toward the future. Um, it, so That's why it's like, yeah, I, I just think the, I just think that, not playing to win now and is or playing to win now is much more important um than i don't know it's a it's a dichotomy right like i i go back and forth on it because you're wanting you're wanting both things. You can't have your cake and eat it too. The
1: best, the best solution to that though would have been just complete the damn pass and then <laughs> it would be all, it would be fine. They yeah. were playing for the future and for the now and we'd be talking about a totally different thing in a way. We'd still be talking about the 22 turnovers from the quarterbacks. Well, it'd be 21 if we hadn't had that one, um, but they'd be about how they overcame that and now they're bowl eligible. We'll see if they can get there this week yeah. against a team that, by the way, because we didn't talk anything about Wisconsin, is like a, on a borderline mutiny this week. I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff coming out of Wisconsin, but they had players yeah. calling each other out after the game. So, you know, we're going to find out who wants to be here, all of that sort of stuff. Wisconsin has lost three straight games, I believe, as well, uh, the same way that Nebraska's last two opponents had as well. So we'll see. Nebraska's going against kind of a wounded, reeling Wisconsin team. This is not the same team that, you know, you, you're used to seeing these last couple of years. But that means that they'll come out and play with their hair on
0: fire right yeah wisconsin started off four and two then uh lost um i think five and two and then lost three straight now mm-hmm. including northwestern at home um so they're nebraska's going up there with a prime opportunity i yeah. mean it, it's just like the maryland game wisconsin's the same way where i think before the season you look at it it's like either you you automatically when you're making record predictions just in a vacuum yeah. like all right maryland's probably lost wisconsin's probably lost but you get iowa at home but Maryland. As the season progressed, it's like that's way more winnable of a game than initially we all initially thought. And um, you've been a leader of that brigade from for a while yeah, about your the, Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> they do yep. this every year, so. um, but they. I mean, that game was winnable. It was mm-hmm. right there on the table. This Wisconsin game will be uh, winnable and on the table as well mm-hmm. um, if they get better quarterback play. Especially, I think it starts at the top. And Rule mentioned that uh, <laughs> he didn't mention. Rule's first like 10-15 minutes of the 30-minute press conference yeah. was uh, statements about the quarterback and um, correcting the turnover issue yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. And If you go from five turnovers in the game to two, I think Nebraska will have a much better chance to win. But as we've seen, that's easier said than done for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were negative three turnover margin in Minnesota, negative two on Saturday, negative three uh, or minus three against Michigan State. So... And then against Purdue, um, Northwestern, Illinois, during that win streak, they were minus one in all of those. So it's like, that's the difference. just have one more that's turnover nice. than the opponent, and you're probably going to have a chance to win on Saturday. So again, that's a 6.30 PM primetime game on, on NBC. It's part of the Big Ten Saturday night as we go forward. I mean, we got Sunday night football for the NFL and Big Ten Saturday night for college football on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, should be an electric atmosphere. We'll be uh, boots on the ground there up in Madison on Saturday night, so I encourage you guys to um, to right now like this video, subscribe to Inside Nebraska YouTube channel, because so we'll have post-game analysis from the field, as well as uh, plenty of stuff on InsideNebraska.com for you guys to go check out, and uh, you can check out our stuff from today's coverage about quarterbacks, turnovers, and all things, all things that are bad right now mm-hmm. going into the Wisconsin game that can get corrected with some right moves. So that'll do it for us. For Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.